me apart before I was born, had called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his son to me, and in order that I might preach among the Gentiles. I did not confer with flesh and blood, nor did I do up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away to Arabia, and I returned to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remained with him for 15 days. But I saw none other than the other apostles except for James, the Lord's brother. According to St. Matthew, let us be attentive. When the wise men departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there till I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night, and departed to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, was in a furious rage, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem, and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time which he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, She refused to be consoled, because they were no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus reigned over Judea, In the place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there, and being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. seated. 
Before I, I go into the sermon this morning, I did want to give a little heads up to the church school teachers. Our first grade class does not have a teacher today because people are sick. So I'm hoping that uh, perhaps the first graders could go and be with the kindergartners today. Uh, but whatever is best for the teachers, and I'll let you work that out, and I'll make a little announcement before communion too. Thank you for that. Well, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. This morning, I'd like very much to focus on Paul's letter that was just nicely read by Nicholas. And I want to focus specifically on a few of his words this morning that I think are very powerful for us. So, he writes, But when he who had set me apart before I was born and had called me through his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I just want to like look at these words for a few moments with you and see how we can apply these very important words to our lives. So, he set me apart before I was born. The Lord has known each of us even when we are, were in our mother's womb. He knew us before we were born. The Lord watches over us. The Lord guides us. The Lord has a plan for us. He called us through his grace. This was certainly true of St. Paul because as he testifies in today's epistle, God brought forth in him an absolutely radical change. He went from persecutor to the most devout of followers. We heard in the readings just this Friday for the feast day of St. Stephen, the first martyr, that those who stone Stephen, before they could stone him, they had to put their clothes down, their, uh, their, their coats down, and they laid them at the feet so they could stone Stephen, so sad, right at the feet of one named Saul who we know became Paul, the great apostle. So this was before his conversion and his conversion experience to Christ. So the Lord had a tremendous plan for Paul. Have you ever asked yourself, what would the Lord have me do for him? What is God's plan for me? I think we have raised this question in recent sermons but it's a very important question. It's a wonderful question as we start the new year. And I encourage all of us to spend some time in prayer, asking the Lord, what would you like me to do, Lord, for you this year? Lord, what should be my priorities for this coming year? Lord, how might I serve you? Lord, how might I serve others? Lord, how might I grow in faith and better live according to your word? He revealed his son to me. He revealed his son to me. The Lord has revealed his son to teach us. We celebrate his birth this time of year. We receive him in the Eucharist. We receive him in Holy Communion. He has revealed his son to each of us. 
We discover him in the Holy Bible. We experience him and our love for him in worship and through the holy sacraments of the church. He has revealed his son to you. So like Paul, he has set you apart before you were born. He called you through grace. He revealed his son to you. God has done all those things for you. What about the last part? That I might preach him among the Gentiles. That I might preach him. Now you're probably thinking, Father Paul, that's your job. Let me ask you, are we not all called upon to preach? Are we not all called upon to preach? And if so, how do we preach? We preach not only with our words, but we speak volumes with our actions. As Christians, we are called to be bearers of the light of Christ. Live your faith and let your light shine into the darkness that is too often present in our world. Today's gospel tells us that the Holy Family feared for the life of Jesus and fled to Egypt. We hear also of the holy innocents that were slain. By the way, the church is still in possession of the holy relics of these innocent children that were slain that we read about in today's gospel. Some of our parishioners, some of them sitting in the pew this morning, have been to Bethlehem and visit the place where these relics are held, and they have expressed to me personally how powerful that experience was for them to see the relics of these children. Christ himself was born into a world where, there, where terror reigned. Christ was born into a world where terror reigned. They were afraid for his life. They fled to Egypt, right? We live today in a world where atrocities take place daily. So, the world needs the light of Christ. The world needs the hope of Christ. The world needs the joy of Christ. The Lord is calling you. The Lord is calling you. The Lord is calling you. And he wants you to be a messenger of his hope to the world. He wants you to be an agent of his truth. Each of us is called like Deacon Paul today as he came back to the, with the gospel and I gave him a blessing and I said, Blessed are you the herald of the Holy Gospel. We are all of us heralds of God's Gospel. And like St. Paul, he has called each of us by his grace. Now, a monk of the Eastern Church writes the following. He says, on December 29th, today, the church celebrates the memory of the children from the region of Bethlehem who were put to death by King Herod in order to do away with the Messiah whom he feared and whose birth had been announced to him by the Magi. And he writes, Do we not also have on our hands the blood of innocent children whom we have killed? He speaks now spiritually. Another massacre of the innocents takes place only too frequently in our own soul. At every moment, 
God puts good thoughts into our minds so they might become good desires in us, but very often we stifle these divine suggestions, killing them as soon as they are born. In this way, we massacre the innocents. For those thoughts were like children, children who could have grown and borne blessed fruit. Do we ourselves not hear Rachel weeping for her children because they are not? This spiritual interpretation hits home very hard, I believe. So I am encouraging all of us to be in tune with these good thoughts this new year and allow God to use us to bear fruit that he might take our efforts ever so humble as they may be and multiply them. God is calling you. Listen to those voices in your heart that are telling you to do good. Don't snuff them out. Don't kill the innocent children that could bear fruit. It's a powerful suggestion, isn't it? God wants you to do good. Take that idea, run with it, and have faith in God, stepping out in faith to do his work in this world. Because he called us like he called Paul the great apostle. He is calling us today to be his servants, his instruments to spread his joy to the world. God is calling you to be his own unique herald of the gospel, the gospel of Christ, which can be light to the world. Don't stifle that spirit that's in your heart. Hear the call and allow that to be born within you like a young child and allow that child to be born and allow that fruit to be born that it might be multiplied throughout the world. Be a light bearer this Christmas time. Be a light bearer this new year. Be a light bearer for Christ, a herald of the Holy Gospel. Christ is born. Glorify Him. God bless you. Please rise.